Hello and welcome to a fresh episode of the Wildcat Offense brought to you by yours truly, Wes Ibarra of Offsea Sport. Before we get into the big preview show today, I want to thank each and every one of you for the likes, the reviews, the listens, the downloads, the ratings. It means so much to me. It keeps me motivated to keep making podcast content like you all. Share the podcast with friends, family, colleagues, anyone who is down to join the Sports Talk conversation. I am found on most podcast platforms like Apple and Spotify and Amazon Music. And Offsea Sport is spelled O-F-F-C-I-E-S-P-O-R-T. There you can catch up on previous episodes of the Wildcat Offense Basketball Edition, recap the whole football season with the football edition of the show, and my first project, Greatness, spelled G-R, number eight, N-S-S, where I give little snapshots of athletes that were winning in their respective sports. First episode was Shohei Otani, the AL MVP, who is now the $700 million man on the Los Angeles Dodgers, and he is bound to have a big season, even if he's not pitching this year, to the Philippines women's soccer team, who made their first World Cup, which is the first by any Philippine soccer team, men or women, and they actually won a game in the tournament when people thought that they wouldn't and couldn't. So... Take a listen, take a gander, and if you like it, would love to have you along for the talk over at the water cooler or here in the office. <sighs> All right, let's get into it. Today is the day. Happy game day. We are a little under an hour and a half away from tip-off, so it's going to be a quick, short show today, even though the opponent is probably the biggest opponent we're going to see for the rest of the year. Um... It's a 7.30 tip for our Wildcats as they take on number two Purdue at Purdue in West Lafayette, Indiana, Mac at the Mackey. So big game tonight. It's big game after big game after big game. You know, I did mention last show and the show before that, and even against Illinois, every game from now on is going to be huge. And that is because we're already... In February, practically. I know it's January 31st, and before I get into that, thank you for spending your uh, Wednesday afternoon with me. Whether you're studying, still working, getting off from work, on the way home, at the gym, or just already ready to go to uh, watch this uh, Northwestern Wildcat victory, hopefully. Or if you're at the game, man, all right, great. You know, hopefully I'm right in whatever I'm going to say in a couple minutes' time. But um, where was I? You know, it's it's short, right? It's a sh- it's gonna be a short run to the end of the season. You know, once we get into February, which is the shortest month of the calendar year, even though we got twenty nine days this time around. So happy birthday, early birthday to my leap year, folks. You know, there's a lot of college basketball left to be played, but also very little. Again, because it's February is a short month. Games are just going on and on and on. Not just for Northwestern, but just everyone. In college basketball and then you have the conference tourney right around the corner and then you have selection sunday and then the whole tournament proper whether you're in the uh the big dance the nite um cbi or any all these smaller tournaments right it's right there it's right around the corner and you know for northwestern right beating a top 10 team early in the week last week and capitalizing on a good but not great team over the weekend, right? That that's gonna keep you fresh. That's gonna keep you in contention. It's gonna keep you in the conversation. Like I referred to this uh last time out, I'm gonna refer to it again today. You know, if the season ended today, college basketball and Fox predicted that the cats were gonna be a ninth seed. 
which is uh, pretty similar to where they were last year. And again, it's because of those big wins against teams like Dayton, Illinois, um, Purdue, right? Uh, Maryland, right? Michigan State, you know, teams that we can see in the tournament, right? And of course, there's a chance to get a little bit of vengeance, right? You know, lost to Nebraska, and Nebraska's looking good, right? So every game is going to count from now until the end, right? So in an ideal world, the Cats are going to run the table and maybe get themselves a slightly higher seating. But again, this is college basketball. And like any sport, right, you can be caught on a great night or caught on a bad night. And hopefully that's what happens for the Cats in the sense that it's another good night for them and we catch the Boilermakers on a bad night. So, again, every game is just going to be really, really huge, no matter where each team is in their respective uh, standing in the Big Ten. So, really, really got to have a big game tonight. Um, if you're going to be watching the game remotely, it's on Big Ten Network. Again, it's a 7 or 5.30 tip. Um, and then if you're on the radio... AM 720, so back to WGN. And, of course, if you're at the game, have a great time. Honestly, you know, it's it's been a while since um, I've gotten really excited about going to a live basketball game. And I'm not going tonight. Uh, let me just make that clear. But um, I know at some point I'll, I'll probably try and make it up to Welsh Ryan and uh, catch a game live. And uh, hopefully uh, it can happen uh, within the next couple days. Uh, but... Going into today, you know, the Cats saw Purdue earlier in the year, right? Or, I mean, late last year or earlier in the season, right? And I did say then that it was a little bit unfair because Purdue was the number one team in the country at the time. And it didn't feel fair to have the number one team in the country come to our gym in the middle of our non-conference season and have that game count against not only our overall record, but the Big Ten record, right? But luckily, the Cats really showed a lot of grit, and that game was cinema, right? Overtime win, a lot of points scored, defied the odds, and it kick-started the uh, Cats' run into uh, where they're at now. Um, of course, uh, it started off with the top 25, even though that only lasted a few days. But we're not going to talk about that anymore for the rest of the show today. But um, there's not really anything else that's surprising, right? Purdue has the number one player in America, arguably. He's healthy. He's dominating. If you watch the game against Rutgers last Saturday, you know, sure, Rutgers had a moment in the second half. But he showed not only to, to them but also his own team and to just about everyone who cares about college basketball, why he's the best college basketball player in the nation. And of course, like any Purdue team, they're going to be well-rounded, right? I mean, looking at, looking at them, sure. Zach Eady is the, uh, the guy here, right? He's the guy that everyone cares about. And, uh, you know, but there are other guys that really, shine on that team like Braden Smith he's averaging seven assists this year uh with 12.1 points and five foot and a half rebounds um they got four guys like Northwestern averaging in double figures uh like I mentioned Smith and then there's Lance Jones if you 
recognize him. He's the guy that did the, the dance with the fans uh, against Illinois. He's averaging 12.1 points a game with uh, 2.9 rebounds, 2.6 assists. And then there's uh, Frank Fletcher Lawyer. I'm sorry. I don't know why I uh, thought of Frank there, but like he's averaging 11 points with uh, 2.1 rebounds and 1.8 assists. I mean, this is a very, very good team. And it's not a surprise. Like, look at last year's team, too. You know, that was a good team. Of course, you could argue that when Purdue lost to Northwestern the first time, it was because uh, Coach Painter put up a really interesting lineup and Northwestern was able to take advantage. And, of course, I said last time when they played in 2023 that a lot of these guys on Northwestern's team have seen Purdue before. So they should be able to have a good idea of how to defend and how to kind of have Purdue play to their level. And it, it obviously worked, right? They beat them at home two years in a row. Now, I do want to note that I did make a little bit of a mistake and say that uh, the Cats beat Purdue twice last year. Um, I was corrected by one of my peers. So shout out to uh, one of my boys, uh, Aaron. He uh, corrected me by saying that, no, Northwestern and Purdue only played once last year. But we can make the argument that Northwestern beat Purdue twice within a 365-day span. So we'll take that. So to an extent, Northwestern beat Purdue twice at basketball, just in a really, really um, odd uh, time frame, I guess. But looking further into the team stuff, right? Purdue is winners of their last five, and much like their first meeting, they just dominated every team that they played, with the exception of Rutgers, right? The Rutgers game was 68-60, to but they blew out Michigan 99-67, Iowa 84-70, Indiana 87-66, and Penn State 95-78. While our Cats are winners of three of their last five, their last two being wins, Ohio State 83 to 58, and of course our bitter rivals, Illinois 96 to 91. Much like the last game, Purdue is virtually better than Northwestern in everything. Points scored, points per game, field goal percentage. Free throw percentage is a little bit on par, but actually in favor of the Cats 72.7 to 72.4. Three point percentage. 40% Purdue, so that's something that to look out for. Uh, while the Cats are shooting 38.1, which is pretty good as well. Um, rebounds, of course, you know, assists, Purdue is better. Turnovers, of course, that's where Northwestern is going to make their money tonight. Um, Northwestern is one of the best uh, defenses in the country, right? You know, 8.2 turnovers to 11.3 for Purdue. Assist to turnover ratio, a full two for the Cats, which is first in the country and Purdue's 1.7 which is 15. So they're not that far behind, but again, Purdue knows that Northwestern going into tonight is the better defensive team. And of course, Purdue has more block shots. It's pretty obvious why. Um you don't need to look that much further for it. But just by looking into their leaders too, of course for us, our fearless leader Boo Booey with 18 and a half points a game, Brooks Barnheiser leading rebounder with 6.6. Leading assist man, Boo Booey, 5.3. And Brooks, our leading defender with two steals. Now, on Purdue's side, Zach Eady averaging a whopping 23 points a game. He's going to be the player of the year, no doubt about it. On 62.7% shooting from the field. The guy is just so dominant right now for the college game. 
He's also averaging 11.4 rebounds a game. I mean, granted, when you're 7'4 or something like that, it should be possible. And, you know, if there's one thing I'm going to give Zach Eady is that he's more mobile, which is scary. And, of course, he had himself a game when they came up to Evanston last time out. And now that they're at home, it's going to be probably that much more um, attainable for Edie, just because, you know, you're feeding off the home fans, you know, your court, you know, your rims. And um, Matthew Nicholson is going to have his hands full tonight. I would hope for a really, really decent effort, kind of like how he did with Illinois. Um, and then, of course, Zach Edie is a leading defender, 2.3 blocks a game. Now, I did mention that Purdue's guy has four guys in double figures. Of course, so do the Cats. Brooks Barnheiser with 14.7. Langborg with 11.5. That's someone, again, that needs to show up tonight. It's not that he hasn't showed up all season, right? But he chipped in quite well during the last time they played. And, you know, I'm sure he's on notice for Purdue scouting reports. And, of course, there's Ty Berry, right? And Nick Martinelli. I would love it if he could have another monster game because he did have a pretty good game when um, they played Purdue last time out. So bench production is going to be huge. You know, I don't think personally that Northwestern is going to win this game five on five. Right. And that's pretty obvious, right? You need depth to be a very good basketball team. So that's why you need the Nick Martinelli's, the Luke hungers of the world, the Blake Preston's of the world to actually put in meaningful production tonight. It's a big ask. I know, but this is Big Ten basketball. You're going to see guys tonight and the rest of the season that will play professional basketball in some capacity, and whether that's the NBA or whatever else. Uh, but you're also seeing the best college players in the country. Purdue always puts a complete team year in and year out. We can talk about their postseason struggles but that's not what today is for today is for tonight's big 10 game between our cats and the purdue boilermakers and the cats really really need to replicate the effort that um they put up uh the first time back in the fall so that being said my first key to the game is defense 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 i know I know they gave up a lot of points the last time they played Purdue, but you scored a lot of points and they gave up a lot of points too. You know, if they can force Purdue into a bunch of turnovers like they did last time, then I can see, I can see the Cats winning this game. You know, I'm looking at it now. Purdue had 17 turnovers while the Cats only had three. Now, I don't know if the Cats can manages three turnovers tonight on their end but if they can force more than 10 on purdue they will have a shot of winning this game and going 2-0 against the uh boilermakers this year they need to steal the ball they, their guards very good right pretty much elite so if they can make their jobs harder catch them lacking catch them snoozing make them play out of character and swipe, and swipe, and swipe. Again, you have a really good shot at winning this game. And protect the shot, right? This is a really good shooting team. Um, looking at last stats, sure, Purdue shot 43.3 from the field, which is good. 
but they shot 26.3% from three. And if they can keep those percentages low, uh, especially the three-point percentages, it'd be nice if they could keep the field goal percentage low tonight too, then, you know, you are going to have a really decent shot at winning the game. So defense, defense, defense. Uh, the second thing I would say is keep on shooting, make your shots, right? Citing last game, 47% from the field, 50% from three. Now, do I think this team is going to shoot 50% from three? Maybe. You know, I think Boo Booey by himself can shoot 50% from three. And that's going to be something too. You know, that's one way to beat Purdue. Obviously, is to score more points than them and shoot better than them. And if the Cats can do that, you know, they had a really hot shooting night the, the day before or the game before and shot really well against Illinois, they need to keep that up. You know, I, I think today's a good day to keep that shooting streak going. Um, and the last thing is 40 minutes of intensity. I know I've been saying that the last couple games. But really, really, 40 minutes of intensity. You know, last game, it went to overtime. And, you know, that's okay. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. It is what it is. But I want the Cats to keep pace, put pressure, and try and decide this game in 40. Because if they can decide this game in 40 tonight, you know, doesn't matter if the win is only by one or by... 20 right as much as we'd love to see the cats beat the purdue boilermakers by 20 that's gonna put again college basketball on notice that's gonna make them and by them i mean the selectors and the rank ranking people say oh my god you know uh forget about that game that they played against chicago state after purdue man they just beat everyone else or almost everyone else so 40 minutes of intensity and if they could decide that game in 40, then yes. It should also force, or not force, but you know, put other fan bases and other college basketball fans on notice. That like, oh my God, you know, that may be a team that you don't want to see in the tournament. And for us being a Northwestern Wildcat podcast, that's what we want to hear. So that's what I have for today. 40 minutes of intensity, shoot the ball. Don't let them score. Easier said than done, I know. But for this team, it's very much possible. And that's the end of our show today. Um, it's real quick. You know, we're very close to tip off now. It's already uh, an hour uh, away. But let me know what you think. Do you think the Cats can do it again? Or does um, Purdue have their number this time around? Again, 1-1 one one is better than 0-2. Oh but I want to be 2-0. I don't know about you, but I want to be 2-0. The odds makers have Purdue at 13.5 points, favorite. Or 5.5 now. Nah. Or, no, 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 that's not right. It, it is 13, I'm sorry. But, nah. I think the Cats are going to win. And I think it's going to be a bigger dogfight this time around. And I'm going to go 78-77 to 77 Wildcats by one by one uh so there you have it uh we will recap the game on uh on friday 
Uh, it looks like the Cats have another Saturday game uh, this week against Minnesota at Minnesota. So we'll do a back-to-back -back for the rest of the week. Uh, have a good rest of your night. Once again, thank you for uh, joining in with me on uh, this beautiful game day. It's getting warmer out here out on uh, this side of the woods in the Chicagoland area. Again, the game's on Big Ten Network. Radio 720, WGN from the Chicagoland area, 5.30 p.m. tip. Um, if you're going to be watching the game remotely or listening over the radio, enjoy. And if you're at the game, enjoy. See you on Friday. Thank you once again, and go Cats!